Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations, Amanda. Hey, everyone. And our very special guest, Dr. Callie Essays. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Callie, um, I'm so glad you are with us today. Uh, For everyone, Callie is an addiction recovery coach and life coach, and she has appeared all over uh, the place and in media like NBC, CNN, CBS, The Huffington Post, HBO, People Magazine, and the list goes on. Wow. Um, uh, She's currently works as a private practitioner, and today we're going to be talking with Callie about addiction, how it affects people, how you can get help, and what we can learn to better understand it. Uh, Callie, thank you so much for uh, this incredible episode we're going to have. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really, I'm glad to be here and I'm excited to share some of my knowledge with your listeners and hopefully have a great experience. I am really excited about this topic and because it's, you know, it's certainly been, it's touched me personally and Amanda. So let's just sort of start with a first question because addiction is a common issue many people around the world face. And whether that's addiction from alcohol, drugs, food, gambling, shopping, whatever it is, how does an individual recognize that they have a dependency? And what are those the first steps to overcoming it? Sure. So the first thing you want to take a look at is, is this activity, this vice or this coping mechanism affecting your work? Are you missing days? Are you non-productive? And number two, is it affecting your relationships? Are you not showing up and being emotionally or physically present? Are you too hungover to go to graduation? Are you too tired to go to a movie with your wife? Or would you simply, you know, prefer to engage in whatever activity, drugs, alcohol, you know, shopping, porn, gambling, whatever it is, if you'd rather do that than be with the ones you love and, and be productive and successful, you probably have an addiction. That's the first step. The second step is what do you want to do about it? Is this something you want to work on? Because if you're not willing to work on it, nobody, no therapist, no doctor, no coach is going to convince you you have to. You have to say, you know what? I would rather have a better life. I want to fix this problem and I want to get to the root cause of the problem. If you're ready for that, then you can move forward. Yeah, yeah thank you for sharing that. Um, I've definitely heard about some of those first steps, um, especially from my own dad, who was an alcoholic. And um, I, I do know it, that addiction can, addiction recovery can be a long and difficult process. How can people stay on track and keep working towards overcoming a dependency? And how can loved ones and addiction recovery coaches like yourself help on that? So it depends on the direction you want to go. If you're going to go 12 step, uh, go to meetings, get a sponsor, you can go that direction. But I sort of specialize a little bit more in the professional side. So a lot of my clients may or may not have a sponsor in the 12-step. And then what I do is a combination of coaching and therapy. And I have the largest network of coaches and therapists in the world. I also have the largest training school to train people that want to learn to become an addictions coach or therapist. We're in 25 countries and five languages. We have 40 teachers. It's pretty neat. And what we do is offer the client other resources. So coaching 24-7 availability, calling, Skyping, in-person, 
And then I've also developed the first ever supplement line specifically geared towards the brain of specific types of addiction. So for example, somebody who uses heroin or someone who uses alcohol, it's very different. Your brain is affected very differently and the damage you've done is very different. So there's an amino acid protocol for each type of addiction now. And that's what we've been able to produce. So somebody with alcohol, for example, would get on the supplements because alcoholics tend to be depressed. They tend to be angry. They tend to eat a lot of sugar and a lot of carbohydrates, which of course cause depression and anger. And it's just based upon the chemical makeup. So we utilize the supplements to allow the serotonin dopamine to get elevated in their brain. That's the happy chemical. And then they won't be as inclined to gravitate towards the sugar or the carbohydrates or the alcohol. Wow, that's fascinating. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea about supplements that could help with this. That's well, there hasn't amazing. been. Yeah, up until this point, it's been kind of, a lot of us just taking our client to GNC and vitamin shop and trying to piece stuff together. And then I sat down with um, a doctor colleague of mine and I said, let's develop a protocol that we can give somebody that has everything they need in a packet to take in the morning and everything at lunch and everything at dinner, instead of us running around to GNC trying to figure this out. And that's what we did. Yeah, wow, that's great. So I'm gonna change gears here a little bit and change the focus to um, people who have a loved one that suffers an addiction. Mm -hmm. So for example, my, my father was an alcoholic for most of his life until his untimely passing in 2013. So what advice do you have for the family and friends of people with addiction? How can they help those with addiction and what should they do to protect their own well-being? So you always want to call first and see and get a consult from a professional to make sure what you're seeing is addiction and not mental health. Sometimes mm -hmm. people say, well, you know, I think they're addicted to, say, I don't know, heroin, and maybe there's a mental health component that's untreated in there. In addition, you want to try to get the family member help, but as a, you know, loved one of the addict, you also want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So you want to make sure, you know, you're not uh, codependent on them. You're not addicted to the addict. We see a lot of times that the caregiver becomes addicted to the addict in a sense that they enable the behavior because they don't know what else to do. So you want to get a therapist or a coach for yourself that can help you through the process on how to get the other person help and how to stay sane in the process of doing that. Yeah, uh, wow, that I agree that it, this is, I mean, it's so difficult and for most people, they don't have any kind of coping mechanism um, to deal with this. And Callie, you know, you are an addiction recovery coach and you work with a team to help clients overcoming addiction. So that's why this information is so important uh, to everyone out there. Um, and to those listening who may be considering seeking help, um, what can you tell them about the type of help they'll receive and what that process might look like? So the best thing you can do is look for somebody that's certified in family recovery coaching. They can take you through the entire process of what an addiction is, how it hijacks the brain, what to do, what not to do, and how to change your behavior to get the addict to change their behavior. Because a lot of times they don't, the family doesn't realize how they're actually enabling the addict to continue the bad behavior because they don't know what they're doing wrong. So a family coach can sift through all of that and be able to say, do this, don't do that. And you'll start to see motion out of the addict that you never saw before, because when you change your behavior, they change their behavior. 
So that's the first step. And then from there, maybe you need a therapist depending on if there's trauma or gaslighting or ghosting or domestic violence or whatever's going on. You could also always add a therapist to sift through that information as well. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, it certainly is. And to your point, there's always some some underlying root cause that you need to um, ferret out to discover why the addiction is occurring. So what types of recovery coaching and servicing services do you offer and what other types might people encounter? I mean, it's I, this is really important. And, and how do they differ? And, sure. you know, how, how do you even determine what's the best option? So what I offer is very different than what's out there on the mainstream. And that is because I've spent 25 years in the mainstream. And I've seen most people go to therapy, they go for years upon end, and they walk away and say, I'm not any better than when I started. Or maybe I'm a tad bit better. So I look at it the opposite way of therapists and treatment centers. If you go into a treatment center, you're there for 30 days, it's nice, it's fun. Maybe you have a pool and a hot tub and you go to some events and you go to group to group and you get fed. But you may only get one hour of therapy a week. That's only four hours of therapy the entire time you're there. So I said, let's do it the opposite way. What if you didn't have group? What if you had an individual person that would coach you for five to eight hours a day intensely for three to 10 days? That's my Sober On Demand program. So it's an alternative to treatment and it works because it's me and the client literally getting to the root cause of their problem within the first five to eight hours and then solving it like you would a business equation over the next few days. And by the time I leave, they have so many coping skills and ideas and thoughts that they can implement. In addition, I also work with the family. So I'm not only dealing with the client, I'm also working with the wife or the husband or the kids or their parents and getting them to understand what they need to do in relation to the new improved loved one and how we can work together. And then from there, we also, of course, we have the supplements from the supplement line, Pro Recovery RX. We do nutrition therapies. They know what they're eating. I have a nutrition therapist on staff. I have several personal trainers that will do a workout with them. Uh, we have naturopaths. We have chiropractic. All of this comes to the client. And that program is called Sober On Demand. So that's different. And then from there, I also have hourly coaching. We also have the sober companions and sober coaches that can come to the home and work with a client one-on-one. -on -one. And I even have another program called Failure to Launch. And Failure to Launch is for the younger kids. So the 18 to 25-year-old sector that's struggling with staying sober and also launching. They're not working. They can't get out of bed. They don't want to do anything. And mom and dad just keep helicopter and snowplow parenting. And the child goes from 17 to 18 to 25. We had one parent call that's 45. This guy's never had a job. He's always lived at home. Mom's done his laundry and cooked for him. And she says, I don't know what else to do. So we have to step in. And that program is called Failure to Launch and Launchpad, where we come in and we actually parent them, show them how to get out of bed, show them what they need to do, get them moving, and then, of course, address the serotonin and dopamine in their brain. So all of those things I do, no one else really does because they've been following the same model for years and years and years, which we know doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Right. I, no, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you offer a really great array of different services. And I like that it sounds like it's much more focused on the actual recovery and doesn't have all the extra fluff that maybe other programs might might fill up the time with. 
Correct. Yeah, we're not doing art therapy and hanging by the pool. We're working on the on the root cause of the problem, pulling it out, getting it um, transposed, so that when I leave, they actually have skill sets to work from. Yeah. No, I think that's so important, and I think that's a really great way to go about it. Um, so to, to kind of end this interview, um, what are some of the biggest misconceptions around addiction that you'd like to address and put an end to? And what do you wish more people understood about addiction? So the stigma, I think, that people are addicts or bad people needs to change. So I actually wrote a book with my husband called I Married a Junkie. And we did that on purpose and used that title on purpose because I'm obviously a cl clinician and I have 25 years experience in this. And he was using heroin while I was building my company and I didn't know it. So that's what I wish people understood is that just because somebody has a vice doesn't make them a bad person. One mm -hmm. in five people has an addiction. And when people say to me, well, you know, those addicts are those people, I will say, do you eat sugar or do you drink caffeine? And they always say yes to one of the two. And I say, I want you to quit that, you know, sugar or caffeine problem for the rest of your life. Imagine you can never, ever, ever have a cup of coffee again that has caffeine in it, or you can never, ever have a piece of candy or a piece of cake. And they say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to do that because that's not a problem. And I say, well, caffeine and sugar are drugs. So if you're going to point the finger at somebody who's doing heroin or cocaine or alcohol, you have to be willing to give up every vice you have. And generally, when I say it that way, people stop and say, oh, well, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I say, let's, you know, let's focus on helping the person instead of pushing them down even further. And I think that's a discussion we need to have more of is why people feel the need to, you know, say, well, your drug is no good, but I'm okay to do what I do. It doesn't work that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I can definitely hold my hand up that I drink lots and lots <laughs> of coffee. So I, mm -hmm. it looks like I'm addicted to coffee. Um, and uh, I, I think that just having that, element of compassion and uh, the other thing that really hit a chord with me is is digging down to get to the root cause because if you don't identify the root cause you're never going to be able to create a transformation um, I think that's what really strikes me as being unique about your services Kelly yeah that's that's why I did it. I was so tired of working in treatment centers, watching the same people come back and back and back and the therapist going, well, you haven't worked the program. And I sat there and thought, no, that's not right. The program failed them. If they're coming back, you know, and you're spending 30, 40, 50, $60,000 for 30 days and you're leaving and you got very little out of it, something's wrong with the program, not with the client. Instead of saying, you know, it's the client's fault, it's the program's fault. Let's fix the program. Let's make it more client-centered, client-focused. And when I did that, I saw huge results with my clients. And then I thought, wow, I must be onto something. And I just kept utilizing the model. And now I train other people in that model. Wow. I, I, in so many ways, just um, looking at it and being willing to ask why it to your point why isn't this working why are people coming back you know uh, to to get to that uh, to look at the prism from a different angle to get to an answer and to get to a solution which is what you've right. done and what you've exactly. built yeah so Callie thank you so much for sharing this valuable information on addiction recovery and how we can better treat addiction it's been a great discussion. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
Yeah, um, I want everyone to know that if you'd like to reach out um, or um, find Callie's contact information, it's all in our show notes. Uh, and this has been a great discussion. I hope it's been of value to you. If you have any ideas you'd like to share, uh, please leave us a comment. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And finally, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, such as this incredible podcast we've just had, you know, and breakthrough advantages, sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter, and you're going to be in the know ahead of everybody else. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.